Hello friends and welcome. Thank you for joining us for what we're calling a conspiracy of goodness. Brett Hughes is recording and producing Larry Long, singing the songs of ordinary people, raising them up to extraordinary heights. And I'm Tom Thibodeau. Today we'd like to honor and celebrate the people of the land. Crossing the prairie on a combine rolling from Texas on up to the Canadian line. Where freight train is heading into Montana, soon to be crossing the Great Divide. Thinking of the people I've known in my life. Strumming this old guitar Farmers, miners, preachers and cobblers To those I've known in the bar Sleeping beneath the stars Just watching the world go by Ben Logan has written a marvelous book called The Land Remembers. In 37 years of teaching, this is the favorite book of many of my students. He writes, Once you've lived on the land, been a partner with its moods, secrets, and seasons, you cannot leave. The living land remembers, touching you in unguarded moments, saying, I am here, you are part of me. When this happens to me, I go home again in mind or in person, back to that hilltop world in southwestern Wisconsin. This is the story of that farm and its people. The land is my genesis. I was born there, cradled by the land, and I'm always there even though I have been a wanderer. I cannot leave the land. How can I when a thousand th sounds, sights, and smells tell me I'm part of it? Let me hear the murmur of the talk in the dusk on a summer night, and I'm sitting again under the big maple tree in the front yard, hearing the voices of people I have loved. Mother listens to the whippoorwills with that look the sound always brings to her face. Father has just come in from the old field across the dusty road. He sits with a half dozen stems in his hands, running his fingers along the heads of grain, asking the oats, if tomorrow is the day the harvest should begin. Most of the people that I have known have never had much to call their own. But a room and a kitchen and a sign on the door that reads, home sweet home. Thinking of the people I've known in my life Strumming this old guitar Farmers, miners, preachers and cobblers To those I've known in the bar Sleeping beneath the stars Just watching the world go by Rain finally came in the fall, breaking the drought, and the land began to heal itself. But the costs of drought were not yet paid. 
ditches appeared where none had been as the rain pounded at the soil that was cracked and protected only by stunted plants and close crop grass. Hundreds of oak trees stood bare of leaves the following spring. Some of the wells and springs that had dried up never had water again. We didn't farm quite the same way after that summer. The reaction of the land to the drought told us we had made mistakes and had taken the harvest too much for granted and left the land too little safety margin to allow for the dry years. When we learned to cultivate corn just deep enough to cut off the weeds, leaving the moisture protected instead of rolling it up to dry out in the sun. Most of important of all, we began laying out fields in long, narrow strips, planted alternately in oats, hay, and corn, so that a plowed field and a cultivated crop never lay open a wide piece of hillside to the rain. When the water had free run across the big cornfield, it picked up enough speed to carry the soil with it. In the new strip cropping, water was slowed by running into the hay or oats before it could pick up the soil. At first, we laid out our strips in straight lines, but the hillsides were not straight. Later, we ran them along the contours of the hills, and our fields began to look like pictures in my geography book of mountainside terraces in China. I've never been too good at names, and I don't think that I ever will. Forget the look on the faces of those I know who can't pay their bills. Thinking of the people I've known in my life, strumming this old guitar. Farmers, miners, preachers, and cobblers To those I've known in the bar Just sleeping beneath the stars Just watching the world go by Just watching the world go by From the drying up of the wells, we learned the need to protect the land was not just local. A state geologist explained what he thought had happened. Much of the well water in southwestern Wisconsin came from a layer of limestone buried 300 feet or more below the surface of the ridges. That layer of limestone slanted upward to the north, so 100 miles away in north-central Wisconsin, the limestone lay at the surface. There it picked up water. That water seeps slowly southward toward the limestone in our wells, taking perhaps 75 years to make the trip. And about 75 years before, the geologist, geologist pointed out, people had drained the surface water from north central Wisconsin marshes to make more farmland. The story of the 75-year-old well water and the draining of the marshes made a deep impression on Father. There's just too much we don't know, he said. How could somebody way up there know he was draining away our water supply? For that matter, what are we doing right here that's changing things someplace else? We know what cut, what's cutting off the timber has done, making floods in the valleys. 
I guess we can't be expected to know everything in advance, Mother said gently. That's right, but we can damn well go slow when we start changing things. We can admit that we're playing around with something a lot bigger than we are, <laughs> Ben Logan. Wow. I stopped in a bar, had me a beer, met me a man by the name of John Deere. Said he made tractors, cultivators, manure spreaders. He said before men had to use their hands, now they got big machines to lend a helping hand. Where it took about a hundred women and men, now it takes only about ten. Fly the same fields Started thinking about what he said Soon thoughts came running through my head Saw farmers out on the road Couldn't afford the payment on the car Farm or their home Matter of fact, in the last 50 years I've seen four million family farmers Up and disappear There were six million farmers in 44 now, there's only about 2.4. That's about 51,000 farmers every year up and disappear. 4,200 by the month. 1,062 by the week. 152 by the day. Six by the hour. Every 10 minutes that comes and goes, another family farmer has to hit the road. Started figuring if my figuring's correct in the next 20 years, maybe all those family farmers might disappear. Sometimes I wonder what people would do farmer just decided I'm not going to grow you any more food. I'm sure we'd find some to eat. There's always lots of paper and lots of plastic. So I hurried up and I drank my beer, said fare thee well to Mr. John Deere. <laughs> I wrote that song, Tom, when I was... Uh, I was doing a lot of work and singing for the family farmer. And I uh, ended up riding on a tractor cade in the late 1970s with farmers. When the prices were going belly up and they went to the Congress and the Senate to try to, uh, to get them to realize that we need farmers to grow food because without food, how are we gonna live? And there's a direct relationship, as you noted in that incredible a narrative from Ben Logan about the relationship of us to the land as being good stewards of the land in order to preserve it for generations and generations to come. And where we sit today is where the project that ended the Great Dust Bowl started. 
in Coon Valley, Wisconsin. Ben Logan, who was a geologist from the University of Wisconsin, had went in the southwest and he had seen the great furrows that were eroding the plains because they would have been over-farmed. And he came back and he saw the same thing happening in Coon Valley, Wisconsin. And he realized that it had to stop where the land was going to be lost. And so they had to encourage the farmers not to tear down all their forests and plant as far as they could. They had come from Europe and they, this is what they had learned to do there along the hillsides and erosion was taking away the land. The government was going to come in with the WPA and help to rock some of the creeks and would plant some trees, but they didn't want anything to do with the government because they had come from monarchies. They had come from dictatorships and they didn't want the government interfering. But Ben Logan had, a, not Ben Logan, Alta Leopold had to change their mind. So he wrote a play called Old Man Erosion. And in, in that play, he, he has a, the, the black hat guy, guy was, a, was, was the erosion and the white hat guy was the healthy farmland. And then they had Uncle Sam come in and say, and he was on the side of healthy lands and healthy farms. Because if they couldn't convince all the farmers, if one farmer did strip farming and the other didn't, it would destroy everything. So they held this play, Old Man Erosion, in taverns and libraries and churches. And all the people came and heard the story of the common good. The land was preserved. And we now have the privilege of living in one of the most beautiful places in all the world. God bless the farmer. Grandma was born and raised On a farm in Iowa When I was young She would pray For those who worked the soil Oldest one of seven kids Helped her ma raise each of them Shucking corn and slopping pigs Chickens in the yard Fetching water from the well And two five-gallon pails Carving out a well-worn trail To the kitchen door Give a prayer tonight For the farmer Give a word of thanks For their labor Days of drought Sleet and hail Grandma would often tell Me about the penny sale That saved the family farm Friends and neighbors gathered round Buyers who came from town And peacefully stripped the buyers down Naked in the barn <laughs> Upon a bale of hay they sat Nothing on but their hats I can still hear my grandma laugh Speaking of those times Give a prayer tonight For the farmer Give a word of thanks For the labor Standing by the auction man Taking bids on her land 
grandma looked down at her hands, drier than the soil. A penny here, a nickel there. Celebration filled the air. Grandma raised her eyes in prayer, thankful for that day. When the auctioneer was done, the country folk they had won without spilling any blood, save the family farm. Give a prayer tonight for the farmer. Give a word of thanks for their labor. You know, these times with you, Tom, are really sacred to me. It gives us time to reflect upon our own lives and the lives of so many others who've made our life better through their goodness and their kindness and the love they have for the community. These days on the radio, it goes by so fast, but I think we're coming close to closing time. But there's no closing time when it comes to the conspiracy of goodness, is there? It goes on and on. Thank you, friends, for joining us. Until we see each other again, peace and all good. Give a prayer tonight for the farmer. Give a word of thanks for their labor. Thanks for all you do. You have been listening to Conspiracy of Goodness with Larry Long and Tom Thibodeau, produced and recorded by Brett Hoos. For more information about Larry and Tom, please visit www.larrylong.org and www.tomttalks.com. We look forward to being with you next week. Thank you for listening.